Party Cozy Zone friends, Ben Weber here. I am sitting in my room. It's hot. The fans are off. I'm gearing up for a late night Cozy Zone release. I'm here with a full belly. Just had some tilapia, some baby bok choy from the CSA. Uh, did them both real nice. Uh, put some Northwood seasoning on that tilapia. That's That's really it. That's all I do. Uh, put it in the oven, bake it at 450. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe I'd just eat half. No, I ate all of it. I ate all of the tilapia, all of the baby bok choy, watched an episode of House of Cards. Love that show. Slowly making my way through it. It is it is a delight to watch Frank Underwood be so horrible and everyone is squirming. I just... I have so much delight. I don't know if I've told you this, but there's this fantasy that I have that Nicolette and I are Claire and Frank Underwood, respectively, and we we are working, uh, you know, in our lives, in our nonprofit arts educator lives, you know, to destroy people, you know, and use our political influence to, you know, make and break lives. Um, I think I am attracted to how much power that that couple has. And, and I, I think I want to uh, exercise my own power. Um, and so, yeah, I just love that show. Um, I, I've been thinking a lot about routines. Uh, today I took our laundry in, got some cat food. You know, obviously at the food store picked up some tilapia. Uh, there is there is such a soothing quality of doing the same things over and over again. I find it so hard to maintain a routine. I always bail. Uh, you know, there there's always a time I can never keep a streak going. Um, and I really I want to. I am working on it so hard. I'm doing my morning pages. I'm doing my oil pulling. These are things that bring a lot of meaning to my life. Um, maybe you're asking, what, what did you mean by, by Tarmac Beach Party, Ben? Well, this Memorial Day Sunday, I had a delightful time at Reese Beach, uh, the gay beach of the Rockaways. And, uh, you know, I, I have always identified as a, as a straight man. Um, but I have found myself privileged enough to be able to get into the cool queer groups of New York. And boy, oh boy, did I have a fucking awesome time at the beach in honor of one Jenny Gruber's birthday. Happy birthday, Jenny. Um, yeah, we just hung out on the beach, watched the water. Uh, I, I marveled at all the bodies. I, I watched people around me call them each other daddy 
Uh, you know, I, I've never really hung out in a group where, you know, daddy, daddy was a thing that, uh, you know, evokes or rather mm, evokes isn't the right word, but, uh, It is the name for a, a position of power uh, in in a relationship where there are uh, consensually defined submissive and dominant roles, uh, and the daddy calls the shots. And I I actually don't even know what the the opposite of daddy is. Uh, you know, if you want to let me know, follow me at Cozy Zones on Twitter, at Ben Weber Projects on Instagram. Give me an email, Ben at smashtype.com uh i'd love to continue a conversation about daddies uh and i I also just want to say that that i i truly believe that sex is infinite queer sex is beyond infinite um and i am actively seeking a way to get more of that in my life uh just putting that out there in the universe my guest today is Erica Reinch, a co-worker of mine, a friend, a confidant, someone who I've had the privilege of starting a work a cappella group with. Um, she, she helped me realize a goofy idea that I had, uh, and she, is, she makes it happen. There's something about her that is so benevolent uh, she has she has a, a light, a palpable light that emanates from her, uh, and I love being around her. I'm grateful that I get to spend most of my waking hours with her during the week. Um, you know, she really, she's really smart. Uh, she's really sensitive. She's in touch with her feelings. Um, you know, she has a great sense of humor. Uh, I'm I'm really grateful for our conversation. In fact, our conversation was so appealing that it gathered uh, attention of bar goers we did we did this conversation this cozy zone at sycamore and people were interested people were listening in you know if you see a mic set up people want to know what's going on uh so let's check out what went on without further ado friends please enjoy episode 26 erica reinch at Sycamore. Erica Reinch. Ben Weber. Where are we right now? Tell, tell me where we are. We are in the backyard of Sycamore, which is a bar in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood. Yeah. I call it Flatbush. What do you call I it? Call, well, okay. I call it Prospect Park South. That's what you call it? Pro- I do, because when I first moved to the neighborhood... That's what it said on Google Maps. I see. So I said, this is Prospect Park South. Um, and also, so one one of our teaching artists, she grew up here. That's right. And I told her where I was moving, and she was like, you have to call it Prospect Park South, because no one calls it Prospect Park South, but that is the actual name of the neighborhood. Oh. And if you grew up here, that is what this neighborhood is called. Interesting. Um, but usually I say I live in Dittmas Park because it's people know where that is. And that's pretty. That's like the prettiest beautiful, yeah. part of, of our area, mm-hmm. which is characterized by like beautiful Victorian houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is a hot evening, a hot 
Thursday it's evening. Too hot, no, it's but it's pretty nice. It's humid. My my it's sleeves. I have long humid. sleeves on with with one of my signature work shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which on the subway here we did see another guy wearing your exact same short shirt. Yeah, there's a limited. Uh, th- I I feel that there's a limited fashion palette for male-bodied people. I No, I think you're correct. Male-presenting male people. I don't envy that. Although I think you do a good job of um, Thank you. making your wardrobe interesting. That's very That kind. elephant tie, Thank love you. it. Yeah, it's, it's the lucky spark tie. Oh, that's right, the lucky spark tie. That's all I'll say. <laughs> spark uh, is a thing we do at work. It is. It's a very exciting thing that we oh, do at work. So we're colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um... And we're friends, mm-hmm. I hope. And kind of neighbors. And neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. You we picked live a up few blocks away. my CSA last night. Thank you so much. And you let me keep some corn. You d- I mean, I it is the least I can do. I hope you cook that corn. I will. I'll cook it. Good. I'll make I'll make my roommate Ellen cook it. Good. It's she just, cooks for me all the time. You just boil water. I would starve if it weren't for Ellen. Oh. Yeah. I wanna I wanna propose a toast to you, Erica Reich. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, y- thank you for my rye on the rocks. No problem. And what are you drinking? I'm drinking um, an IPA of some sort. Flagship. Flagship, Flagship IPA. IPA. <sighs> and and there's risotto balls. On oh the yeah. Table too. Uh, there's the uh, uh, Arborio King is here in house in the backyard of Sycamore, oh, giving is that us. What it's called? That's what that's the company. I didn't know. And they're that. they're Arancine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fried risotto ball. We have um, a Mexican flavored one with sweet corn and a cotija aioli. Cotija. Cotija. Uh, asparagus and mushroom. And then these sausage and uh, broccoli rob ones. Are they good? They're really good. Good. They're really, yeah, really good. I'm excited to mm-hmm. get into those in a little bit as we get into our cozy zone. Our cozy zone. Oh, there's some sirens. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Um, I'm really nervous about my cozy. Zone. Yeah, tell me, tell me more. Tell me how you're feeling. You, you were I'm, mentioning you're you're nervous. What are you What are you nervous about? Like what What could happen here? That <laughs> that's a really good question. That actually makes me less nervous that you said what could happen here. Uh, nothing could happen. I just like I I want to be exciting and interesting. I and hear that. I I want it to be easy for you. Oh yeah. I mean, you're really the like you're the facilitator of this conversation. I am. You're going to make it good no matter what. Absolutely. I have faith in. In that, but yeah. I want to make it, I want it to be easy for you. Yeah. I mean, so far, I mean, I think what's lovely about this podcast, this exercise, is that, as we were saying before, I am I am merely a guest in your cozy zone, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a place that is meaningful to you, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were going to go to Radagast. We were going to go to Radagast. And that is a, that's actually a pretty <laughs> meaningful place for me. Oh, is it? I've had some pretty fun times at Radagast. Why is Radagast meaningful? Well, I had my 27th birthday party there. Oh, um, 27 is an important year. Yes, I think, and we'll, we'll have to talk about that more. But well, yeah, I mean, why not? What? Um, I just think that twenty seven is the perfect age between you're like you're out of school, you kind of have your shit together, but you're not yet old enough to feel like you really have to have your shit together. So it's kind of like the perfect. It's the perfect spot, and a lot of important things happened to me when I was twenty seven, and I feel like. I've heard from other people that a lot of important things in their life have happened when they're 27. Well, have you heard of Saturn Returns? No. Okay, so 
I, I don't know the exact astrological science behind what it is, but from what I do know, mm-hmm. it is after 27 years, Saturn returns to the exact same position it was when you were born. Oh, and I'm not exactly sure what Saturn rules, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, they say it, it rules like sadness and, you know, there, there's, some, there's something, Saturn's a pretty big planet. It and there's rules a lot of, sadness? I don't know. You, if, you're, huh. if you're Saturnine... I think you might be melancholy. Okay. Um, but, you know, so 27 is also a big year of, like, rock star overdoses, right? So Jimi yeah, Hendrix yep. and uh, mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. and uh, Janis Joplin, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, I feel like I read an article about this. Who knows if I actually did? It was a long time ago. But I think in general, it's an age where a lot of like suicide happens yeah. so it's a it's a very it's fraught it's, it's a fraught, it's a yeah. tender sort of fraught mm-hmm. time when when i think what you identified is actually a very terrifying mm-hmm. time like yeah, I think you're you know right. even like you're you're not a child you're not quite an adult like you don't really know where to go mm-hmm. where is your place who am i mm-hmm. what is my identity and it's like very I don't know, there's a lot of rupture, there's a lot of room to go anywhere, and I think that's scary. I mean, I know looking for a solid identity now is scary. To me, I don't think... I can see how it could be scary. For me, I don't think it was scary, though. For me, I think it was a little freeing. Mm. Yeah, to me, I felt like... I felt like I finally figured out who I was when I was 27. Who what, Who were you? I, I think... Maybe it wasn't figuring out who I was, but I became very comfortable with who I was. And I don't know Uh. that I was comfortable with who I was until then. I mean, and who, like, who, how would you describe, like, who you are? Oh, my God. To someone? Well, I don't know. You (laughs) know. question. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. question. How would, yeah, who is that person? And, like, what did you come to terms with? I, I ask, frankly, like, as someone who is... Mm-hmm. In the struggle mm-hmm. with that very question, um, how okay? How would you describe who you are? Well, I mean, today, you know, I am. I I want and do identify as an artist, mm-hmm. someone who makes things, something who, you know struggles under all of the conventions at his disposal to make meaning, to express himself, to be seen uh, in, a, in a very particular and mediated way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind, I'm empathetic. Uh, I'm getting better at like putting up boundaries and not saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm someone who's actively seeking to to sort of meet up with and and heal my my child self. Um, I, I'm a, I'm an arts administrator, very much so. Like mm-hmm. that is like, Me too. yeah, oh very yeah. Big part of my that identity. is that is a fascinating mm-hmm. job. It is. It's like I I think I think it doesn't get enough heralding, and I think that a lot of people who even know what it is might think it's sort of the cop-out of what happens to you on your journey to being a real artist. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that is exactly it. And hopefully, 
in our zone tonight, we can maybe we bring can some out. props. Like we can. I I think there's some love and like re, like sexy language mm-hmm. that can go into describing what exactly an arts administrator is mm-hmm. and does. Well, I mean, I think. It's interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot in the past few weeks um, because I went to a conference with a lot of arts administrators. Right. Um, And it's like a very different conference than any conference we usually go to because the conferences we usually go to are like very, um, they are very arts focused, very education focused. We were at a conference. We were at a conference. I've been at conferences all month. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that too. Yeah, definitely. um, uh, And I love that. But I also just kind of love being with people who are actually very passionate about art itself, but also about like how you make that art happen. Yeah. Because it can't happen in a vacuum. No. And, and it doesn't. We, we make it happen. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's interesting. I also think, going back to you saying you're an artist, you're obviously an artist. I think 27 was actually when I was able to start re-identifying as an artist after like a very fraught, um, I, I went to undergrad for musical theater. It was like a very, very, uh, it, it was a very like conservatory sort of environment. It was something that I love doing, but the process in the program I was in was like very scary to me and very unsafe to me and very competitive. And I think actually working where we work through doing that and working with the artists we work with and seeing that there are like other ways to be an artist than going to auditions and being on Broadway was like such a like revelation to me and that things I do that I never considered art before I could consider art was a big turning point for me. And I think that happened around that time too. Our buddy Michael Rode at the conference was talking about sort of that, that concept of alternative ways to Mm -hmm. see yourself as an artist and how that conversation doesn't happen very often uh, at any point in an education. And like, and clearly this is like a, a life case study of yours that like you didn't realize that being an artist can look a multitude of ways and not just the way that your conservatory was feeding you. Exactly. I think what were his words? They were, um, what are we, what are we teaching kids to aspire to? Yes. Um, which was like so cool for me to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were asking me like, who do I want? On the cozy oh, yeah, zone, I Michael Road. Michael, Michael Road, definitely. Your... Michael Road, I would love for you to be on the cozy zone. I think I can do it. I think. Uh, I actually think you probably I think could, I could do it. Well, so I, I am. Uh, I was the student of Jan Cohen Cruz, mm-hmm. uh, who's like big into community-based theater and street theater, um, and she, she said she would. I like asked her very shyly one time if she wanted to do the cozy zone she said yes of course you know i'd come to my farm in pennsylvania that's my janko and cruise impression is a very niche impression but uh it's pretty good i think we'll see I, that was a great impression let you me know great let me know in the comments mm-hmm. ben weber projects how that <laughs> janko and cruise impression was um but 
I think, and so she was a mentor of his, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's some sort of connection. You but can make it happen. I think so. And his email's on the internet, and like, <laughs> right, so exactly. I'm, I can ask him. And he probably listens to the Cozy Zone. Um, He's not got y- a pretty big following. Well, thank you. From from my um, my selective uh, research that I've done. Thank you. Of I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I can't believe, mm-hmm. like... I, I don't know. I just felt like mind blown about like how much time we spend together. I know. In our lives. We do. For the past. Yeah. You and the rest of our team. I see you more than anyone. Yeah. 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 And it's actually like, thank God I love all of you so, so much. Absolutely. It's so important. Who you work with is so important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. my, My life is. It's funny because I was I was thinking about cozy zones because I had trouble identifying my cozy zone, um, and I think it's because I'm 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 an extrovert uh, for sure. Uh, Do you maybe get, an unconventional extrovert? You get energy extrovert. from being around people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't think that like you would meet me and say, "Oh, Eric is an extrovert" necessarily, but. Um, I definitely get energy from being around people, and it's less about where I am. Um, so I was having a lot of trouble identifying my cozy zone, and I was thinking about it. And actually, I was like, you know, as stressful as work is sometimes, I actually think that work is a cozy zone for me. Wow. Um, because I love the people I'm around and because, like, I feel good doing what I'm doing. Um, along with like a lot of other places that are cozy zones just because of people I've been with there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning sort of as in, we've had like sort of lengthy conversations, a lengthy build up to this moment. And you had mentioned, true. Uh, I believe that I canceled on Ben the first time. Oh, that's time. okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's, you know, I still feel guilty. About I know, it. but you, that's you, why I bought you your drink. Tonight. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it so much, but you, you needn't feel guilty. Please let it go. I understand that. I mean, scheduling is so mm-hmm. tough. And I never want people to feel guilty on my behalf at all. Um, I know I always feel a lot of guilt for things just like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't wish that upon anyone. But you were talking about, I believe, the Atrium and the National uh, Portrait oh, Gallery. Yeah, I was. I was. That was a place that, um, that was one of the first places that popped into my head. Because I used to live in D.C. And I used to work right around there. It's like the... Uh, like Gallery Place Chinatown section of D.C. And my favorite Smithsonian is the Portrait Gallery, which is one that not a lot of people go to. Um, But, like, I I love it. Um, I love all the president portraits. I love... I just love it. And they have this beautiful, beautiful atrium that is... It's in the middle of the building, but it's open on the top. And they have these, like, beautiful fountains. And I used to go there and sit there on, like, my lunch breaks when I was um, working in a box office... Had to, had to like calm down on my lunch break. Yeah. Go to the atrium. Oh boy! <laughs> can can you say the place where you were? Oh yeah, I was at the Shakespeare Theater. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, they do great stuff. It, actually, I I enjoyed working there. I uh, I the walked out of a production of Julius Caesar I saw at the <gasps> at the Shakespeare Theater. Really? Yeah, I walked out. I bet it was. I was there when was it? Yeah. Like 2009, yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah. I, I worked there then. Yeah. My aunt lives in uh, Tacoma Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I used to live, I, after college, I moved to Silver Spring, so right outside D.C., but Tacoma was 
like the second closest subway stop yes. where I was. And she, Metro my, stop, not my aunt is a huge Cozy Zone fan. She's like a Cozy Zone scholar. Hey, Ben's aunt. In, uh, in, uh, my aunt Lisa. Shout out. I, Shout I owe out you an aunt email, Lisa. Aunt Lisa, but like <laughs> I, I just want to say that I appreciate how closely you listen and the feedback you send me, uh, and I really do appreciate it. And, I, and an email is coming soon. I, I am one of the, the biggest things I'm working on is writing emails in a timely fashion, personal emails. It is uh, so hard for me. I'm actually very, very bad at. Um, do it. I hardly write any personal emails. I don't like call people enough. I I'm not good at that. That's something I need to be better at. This I is, feel massive amounts of guilt about it. I also I sit with massive amounts of guilt. I think both of, the same of us thing. feel massive amounts of guilt quite often. I think that's something we maybe have in common. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's also so maybe a project for this zone also. So we're gonna. We're going to make arts admin sexy. Continue that project. Uh, you know, rightly started by Erica Atkins. Right, you know. exactly. Rightly started. Um, and I haven't listened to Erica Atkins' Cozy Zone, so I don't know if you talk about we, we don't, arts admin sexy. We don't, we don't talk about it explicitly, mm-hmm. but I feel, like at, I feel like her sole mission, like her, her sole S-O-U-L mission is to bring recognition to the sexiness of arts admin. Uh-huh. And I think she's doing a very good job. Amen. Yeah. I agree. Amen. Um, I miss you, Erica. Atkins. So there's, there's, we've, we've kicked up a lot of like very rich dust here. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get an answer about like who, who you discovered yourself to you, be. However, I, I've refined my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so a big question. What I what I would what I can ask is so you 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 said you were able to uh, come to terms with your artist's identity. Yes. When you were twenty seven, mm-hmm. and so who who was that artist that you that you accepted yourself to be? I think I accepted myself to be. Is this like a what's your art form question that we talk about at work all the it's, time? It's, I think it's um, like that, but I think it's this is a lot more. This is a lot more vulnerable than that. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think I accepted. Um, I I think first and foremost, I'm a musician, and I've always sort of been a musician. I I was like in a children's choir all growing up, and it was a huge, huge part of my life, and something that made me feel like happy and safe, and it. It was just like it was always there, um, and I, I then started doing theater. I then started doing dance, and I lost the like beauty of sort of working as an ensemble. So I think I think being starting as like a kid in a choir and being able to make beautiful music with this like big group of people, I think, is what originally. I was so drawn to as an artist and when you go into something like musical theater which I loved it was so like individual and like dog eat dog and I I missed the ensemble and I missed making things with people um so I don't know I I actually don't know what that means as far as who I am as an artist, um, but someone that likes to make things with other people. Let's, let's say that. I mean, as you've been talking, I mean, it's, been, it's a very, like, powerful description. I think it's a very mm-hmm. evocative description. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is making me 
think about my own sort of artistry and, and thinking about humanity a lot. So, like, mm-hmm. the, this, this distinction, this dichotomy between, like, being a part of an ensemble and being this individual... I mean, to me, like, the, the thing that came to mind was, like, what an apt metaphor for what might, what we can do to sort of better our world and our society. Like, I think, you know, our, we are taught to be individuals. Yeah, like, and we're, like, raised that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. That is the American mm-hmm. dream. We are one person. Mm-hmm. We are, we are Ayn, what Ayn Rand wants, right? We're, we are individual people fighting. <laughs> That's what I hear. Hide, fighting for our own slice of the world, mm-hmm. but that's not yeah. what life is. Mm-hmm. Life is, we are an interdependent mm-hmm. species, yeah. interdependent amongst ourselves, interdependent amongst all, all of life on this earth. And I don't know, like, I think that's a big epiphany. Like, that, that you had that epiphany is like giving me a sort of a, uh, uh, side epiphany. Oh, uh, good. Like, I mean, it's just like, yeah, like that. Like, aren't we all? We are Cozy's all exclusive. Cozy, ben, yeah. Side epiphany. Side epiphany. <laughs> well, like, aren't we all like working to create this tapestry, mm-hmm. stitching together, and like, I've never heard you call yourself a musician, too. Like, that's you haven't. Not, not like. Like I, I've you know in the in the go arounds yeah. right in the what's your art form yeah, go yeah, around which true. is all like that's a bit true. you know we're guarded because yeah. it's in public and we're at work and there's mm-hmm. all of these layers of protection that we must put on mm-hmm. you know to survive you know we come up with like a cute answer and like but it's not wrong like mm-hmm. sure you like musical theater but there's prop some, comedian prop comedian Spence. that's what I say mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I want it to be true, right? Mm-hmm. And it is true, I'm sure, but like, mm-hmm. it, it is true. I'm working on it like so hard. It's I, true. I think about you, it all the time. You got it. Thank you. You got it. But, um, yeah, but thinking about musician is, su- is such an ancient, it's an ancient thing, right? Mm-hmm. And musical theater is not ancient. It's not very ancient, no. Uh, Although, I mean, I, I love musical theater. Oh. I love it. Oh, me too. I, I love it, it too. It's but be- it's funny because the things I love most about musical theater especially when I'm watching it, is, like, big dance numbers. Yeah. And when everyone's on stage okay. together. Like, okay. that's exactly, that's exactly what so I like. So you're jonesing for the ensemble. I'm, I'm jonesing for the ensemble. Yeah. And in order to be part of an ensemble, you need to be good mm-hmm. as an individual. Mm-hmm. You need to work on yourself. Like, and you need to be okay. It makes me think about relationships. It's like, yeah. it is It is a big, I, I, am, I am feeling, again, a cozy zone exclusive word mind blown uh in a in a beautiful way i'm glad that we could start this cozy zone with a with a mind blown mind blown side epiphany mind mind blown side epiphany um me too Mm -hmm. cheers cheers oh Uh -oh. cheers cheers um and i'm also thinking about what you said about work as your cozy zone i've tried to like even record like an introduction when no one was in the office like under my desk and like on my iPhone and it sounded terrible and I never used it Um, and work is definitely not a cozy zone for me although I do I do empathize with what you're saying like I do love my coworkers and Mm -hmm. I love the people I work Mm -hmm. with but I I just it is I find it stressful at work Mm -hmm. 
I find it stressful too. I don't know that a cozy zone is de- necessarily unstressful. You're right. Though. You're right. Um, I absolutely find it stressful. I I like the stress sometimes. Say more I think about I that. I thrive on the stress sometimes. Um, I get like nervous when I um, am not stressed out because it makes me think that like I'm not doing what I should be doing or that like something's not happening and that's supposed to be happening or I'm not trying hard enough, this which is, is probably not super healthy. But um, this is exactly the conversation I was just having with my therapist on Wednesday. <laughs> really? Like this, this fear of being alone or being still that there, there's this mm-hmm. chatter in my mind of like, well, what aren't I like? Yeah. I should be doing something. Yeah. And I get that way. Um, I like get that way when I'm like home on a Saturday night and I'm like, what? I I should be somewhere. I should, like, go somewhere. And when I really, like, just need to, like, be still and rest. Um, But it's hard for me to do. It is also hard for me to do. Mm -hmm. This is, I think it's also, I'm learning, we are are similar, we have similar inner lives. (laughs) Similar (laughs) inner lives. Filled with anxiety. My inner life is fraught. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Where, Uh Where does that come from? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Like, I think maybe it's, I don't know. Do you think it's, um, it comes from like your family? Yes. Yeah. I think for me, it comes from my family. I'd agree. <laughs> I would, I would say hi family. Um, I would say, I don't think my family's going to listen to this. Um, that everyone in my family has a little bit of inner fraughtness to them. I just made that word up inner fraughtness. Um, and I think I, yeah, I think I grew up that way. Huh. Mm-hmm. And but uh, what was like? What was at stake? Like what was the like? What was what was the issue? Or what was? Where did that fraughtness? What was the source of that fraughtness? I don't know if there was a f- source of it. I, may, maybe the source of that fraughtness was like how they grew up. I don't know. And I actually don't think it's one hundred percent a bad thing. No. Um, I mean, it. No. I think that it's a part of who I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would know like how to function without that anxiety. Um, I think it moves me forward in a lot of ways. I think it makes me who I am in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I also think that I'm like the classic middle child. Um, and... So even though I feel like there's anxiety sort of all around when it comes to my family, I think that I probably repress that anxiety a little more than anyone else in my family Um, because I feel like the peacemaker. But But that's a role you could have no matter what your birth order. Sure. I think it leads to passive aggressiveness. Do you feel that you are passive aggressive? Yes, I do. I in do feel in that what way. context? I've um, never known you. I've never. That's funny because I feel like I'm passive aggressive at work sometimes. Never to me. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely passive aggressive with my family sometimes. I'm definitely passive aggressive with my roommate sometimes. Mm. Um, I'm definitely passive aggressive in relationships. Definitely passive aggressive in okay. relationships. Okay. Um, yeah. What? What is like your ideal? relationship look like romantic relationship man my ideal romantic relationship um 
I think, I don't know. I'm, str- I'm struggling with that question right now. I'm not sure. I used to think I knew. What did it used to look like? It used to look like very, like, storybook, just like, you're my best friend, everything you do, I love. Um, it's just like every moment I spend with you is perfect, and uh, that, that used to be it. And th- now I don't know. Now I feel, I feel like we're going back to like being fraught. I feel like I need like a little bit of tension and fraughtness and anxiety in a relationship um, to actually, otherwise I get bored. I see. Yeah. That, that seems somewhat easy to come by in these parts. <laughs> I Seems feel a little. I maybe too easy to come. I by. think. I think the norm uh, is fraughtness. Like it I seems know. like people are horrible. But no. But I don't want them to be horrible. I just. I I need a mix of perfection and having to work. For what it. is what is perfection? I need a mix of someone that like really, really like loves me and shows me that they love me. But who also makes it difficult sometimes. I don't even Di- know what that means. I don't even know what that well, means. We're going we're gonna to yeah. figure that out. So difficult, like to, like, are they, are they hard to get? Are they hard to pin down? Like, that, like. I th- maybe it's more uh, someone that, like, challenges me on things. And someone who doesn't doesn't um like disagrees with me on something okay um who will who will push me who will like make me change my mind on things Mm. i think that's what i mean and that yeah well so okay so what i'm hearing is there's like a fundamental love and an attraction and desire Mm -hmm. but that mean but there is still conflict because you're not the same person right and you don't have the same opinions or mind or experiences and i think i thrive on that conflict a little bit i Mm -hmm. hear that i Mm -hmm. empathize with that i i was in like a very long relationship in my it was like my early 20s to my late 27 um that's when that relationship Uh ended um and it was he was so nice to me and so like so good to me and I would I would pick fights I would pick fights because I needed I needed him to like fight me a little bit and he wouldn't like he wouldn't do it and it it felt kind of bad and I was aware I was doing that and I was aware that that was completely unfair to him um but I needed it I really needed it. Well, I'm hearing, too, that, like, this idea of moving forward is very resonant to me. Like, that there's this all, there's constant growth. There's this constant learning. And that comes out of conflict and disagreement. Yeah. And, like, that yeah. if there is everything is fine or laissez-faire, there's no opportunity for growth. Exactly. Growth comes from rupture. Like, strength comes from tearing your muscles a little bit, you it, know? That, yeah, no, that's a very good metaphor there. Um, yeah, so that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I'm thinking a lot about, like, Nicolette and I are, we disagree, we disagree about 
mm-hmm. stuff quite a bit. Like, it's very interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't talk about this very much. But, like, the idea, like, so I am this this very nascent, burgeoning, hopeful comedian, right? And in in sort of the exploration of, like, figuring out what's funny, figuring out what my voice is, I, I have the potential and have said a lot of distasteful things, you know? And Nicolette is someone who is extremely concerned with language and, you know, proper words for things and, you know, politically correct. She's, like, very, very thoughtful about very it. Very thoughtful, yeah. very intentional. Yeah. And, you know, I aspire to be that, too, mm-hmm. but I also, there is a part of me that wants to fuck about a bit, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, you know, wants to sort of see what I can get away with and push boundaries. And sort of this, like, that tension, I don't I mean, is fascinating and, like, terrifying mm-hmm. to me. Like, I'm like, oh, God, like, the only way to grow like this is to, like, say some dumb shit that's going to get me into trouble. So what is, like, am I, is it worth it? Like, or, like, what, in what context do, so do I... do you say it or do you, like, do you not say I it? I generally do you... don't say it. Like, mm-hmm. around Nicolette, I choose not to say it. But sometimes I can't help it. And sometimes it just happens. Um, but, like, that, I, I don't know. Like, that is something, there is, I guess, sort of an example of, like, you know, where that... Like, I, I empathize with that yearning for tension or, yeah. like, uh, yeah. something, you know? Uh-huh. It's, so, I was talking to uh, one of our coworkers just got married. It was a beautiful wedding. Renata. We said it in Courtney's R- uh, episode. Renata. Such a Renata wedding. and Danny. Blessings um, to you. Blessings to you. Blessings. Um, yeah, we, it's out. It's, it's out. out. It's um, there. And so she came back from her honeymoon and was talking to another one of our coworkers who is also married. Um, and they were just like, it was such like a beautiful conversation about marriage and this, mm. uh, this other co I, I mean, I don't know why I'm not saying people's names. They all, I yeah. just like want to, yeah, I, you know, I hear you, you, you know. wanting to respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, she said marriage is so beautiful because you still fight and you still have conflict, but you have to resolve it. Like when you're not married, you can have a fight and you can walk out the door and it's like, Oh, are they going to come back? Is this going to be a thing? But when you're married, like you have to figure it out, you have to talk about it and you have to resolve it. And I thought that was such like a, a beautiful thing to say about like being married. I hear that. Mm -hmm. I hear that very clearly. Mm -hmm. But it's n- there's no difference. There, like there, it's just it's just like wh- the difference. I mean, there is this enormous, powerful ritual that everyone goes sure. through, and I, and like sure. I that I don't mean to sort of knock that or disrespect mm-hmm. that, but people, you still can like anyone can do anything. You can, but you've like you've like made a promise to each you've other. You've made a in promise in a public. Yes, you've yeah. made a public promise. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's not like things can't happen. Things can obviously happen. Sure. You can you can sit here. Yeah. Yeah. Please. You, please sit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Please sit. Don't worry. People are intimidated by yeah, our microphones. Yeah. No. No need to. No. No. No bother. <laughs> this is the cozy zone. So, yeah. So welcome. Yes. Um, my name's Ben. I'm Eric. I'm Erica. Uh, hi Norma. Hi Norma. <laughs> um, 
you're right. I mean, there. I think that what I'm sending you is like this this strong urge to justify my own existence and my own sort of worldview, which mm-hmm. is skeptical of marriage mm-hmm. for myself. I feel I feel that way a little bit too. Um, but that's also not to say that. I mean, you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I also respect the sentiment is that you have made this public promise that. You will, you will resolve it. Like yeah. that, like there is, there is an intention there mm-hmm. that yes, I will come back and strive to resolve it. Mm-hmm. And you haven't made that public promise if you haven't if you been haven't. married. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it's good to, no matter who you are, it's good to come back and resolve it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know. I think I think it is too. I just thought. I don't know. The two, the two of them talking about it made me, like, a little weepy. Yeah. It was just, like, very beautiful. Yeah. And, like, knowing, you know, knowing that I love them and, like, they they have, like, these beautiful relationships yes. that, like, I'm very... Yes. Very happy that they have no, that. No. I mean, there is, there is a palpable magic mm-hmm. about a community coming together to celebrate a loving, romantic relationship between... Absolutely people yeah absolutely yeah. um absolutely and i like very so so are you do you not want to get married i i think i i think i would lo- i would happily publicly promise mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to nicolette okay Happily, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that exactly. Would be a good wedding. Yeah, just, I don't just know. Saying. Totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it like. You know, it would have to be very particular. Absolutely. Um, just because we have a very particular relationship that we're still sort of figuring out, right? Um, and it it doesn't sort of fit into. I don't know a received. Shoot. Uh, set of conventions. Absolutely, absolutely. We were talking about the the guidelines, the checkboxes. Right, right. Yep. So, I'm going to say this now. We were we were talking about work crushes, <laughs> and we were talking about just crushes in general. Crushes in general. Um, work crushes. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. But I was I was saying that for me. The, the prospect of dating is very complicated because I am in a committed relationship that is open and non-monogamous. And that needs to be, if I am to be responsible, I have to be very explicit and upfront about that. And, you know, what uh, any sort of relationship with another person may or may not look like. I actually think that's kind of nice, though, because I feel like you should always have that conversation. Like, you should always be pretty explicit about it, and you kind of have to be. I have to be. Um, but I feel like that's, like, a good lesson for anyone. Right. And, I, I mean, I compl- I completely agree with you mm-hmm. because you are, you're on board with justifying my existence <laughs> in, this, in this case. I agree. But, and I, I think that it is not in no way required by society because there are so many assumptions. You know, you said something about like storybook. Like, yeah. like I, I, oh, can, yeah, so and many. I know that I lived most of my life with this storybook idea of love. I, I've talked about it before and the way that I like to talk about it is like young love mm-hmm. and that I was convinced that love is pain and that sort of my, the story that I had in my mind is that like if it is true love you you must suffer for it to earn it and that's not true. I, it, 
it is not. It's I, not, you know, I guess you're right. It's not true. But it, like, totally goes back to, like, me needing a little tension to yeah, feel like I. But there, there, are, there are nourishing ways that tension sure, can look and, absolutely. like, draining unhealthy yeah, yeah. ways that tension can exactly. look, right? Like, you know, you saying, like. But I feel like, like that's probably how. Um, like I haven't found the healthy ways for that to no. to be part of. It's a lifelong. Right. It's a lifelong search because how how all right. So we're going to talk about Harry Potter. Yes, Harry we po- are. Harry, we're Harry, Potter, talk about Harry Potter. Harry Potter isn't actually the best example of what I'm talking about. But I'm thinking about <laughs> like what I'm I'm trying to think about. You just had to get Harry Potter into well, the conversation somehow. You well, know, thinking about like storybooks and fantasies and like, you know, why we love them so much and mm-hmm. it, it like it helps us Cuz everything our... turns out okay in the end. Absolutely. Spoiler alert if you haven't read Harry Potter. I, it, it doesn't actually turn out okay. No, it, it's of, devastating. There's, there's de- yeah, there's a lot of devastating things for sure. But um what am I thinking about? So, like, uh, Disney Disney stories where, like, you know, mm-hmm. the love always works out yeah, and they are, like... And the, the bad guys always The bad guys lose the, and, yeah. like, there's one person for one person mm-hmm. and they're soulmates and, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think the idea of a soulmate is really tricky and problematic. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, hearing you sort of saying your definition is, like... I want my romantic partner to be my everything. I want them to be my best friend. I want them... And it has taken me a long time to sort of let that go. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I'm saying, like sort of my point was, um, we, are, we are fed from birth these myths about love and relationships and what things should look like. And it makes sense that we're so fucked up about it. Totally. And, and co- there are so many expectations that yeah. go with it. Like yeah. so many expectations. Yeah. Um, of how things should be and how things will play out. And they, they just don't. Like, there's no way you can be with someone for a lifetime and have it be perfect like that. Yeah, no. This doesn't happen. No. And, yeah. And not, and your romantic partner cannot be all things to you. Exactly. And you, you it's, it's so much pressure mm-hmm. to put on them and yourself and your relationship if you expect that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you do expect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the tacit expectation. And only through, like, actually living through it do you begin to challenge that and break it down. Mm-hmm. Arts admin? Arts admin. As, Hashtag arts admin. As sexy, as sexy vocation? Wait, so work crushes. Oh, <laughs> nice. I, I, you seem to back away, and I, but now no, we're we, back. We, yeah, we can, um, Are, well, we can just talk about crushes in general. No, we can talk, I mean, mm-hmm. w- so we were, I mean, work crushes, there's a danger, right? There's, there's a, danger. There's danger yeah, in there's work crushes. definite danger. Um, but then again, like all of this, there's this question that you, like, from the first moment of this zone... That, like, you inspired me to ask, which is, like, what danger? Like, what is the worst that could happen? I mean, is that you'd have to deal with something difficult. You'd for how long? With, like, Forever? Situations. No. I mean, people grow. People are, yeah, no, are, are fluid and, yeah. and, and forgiving mm-hmm. and professional. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's, like, the fear of, like, you know, embarrassment. Like, putting yourself okay. out there and then having to see that person all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, but what, like, so, like if there is a video like that, like there's not going to be like, what could be embarrassing? Like a story? I mean, a story can be embarrassing. Uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I no, I think ju- what I'm saying is embarrassing is just like putting yourself out there, like admitting that this crush exists and then being like turned down and then I'm trying to tell myself that that's not embarrassing and in fact that's strong and and Respond, not responsible exactly, but courageous. Mm-hmm. It is a courageous. It's courageous. You. I agree with you that it's courageous, but I think, um, I, in my like inner fraught self, I think that there would still be like every time I saw this hypothetical person, I'd feel a little embarrassed about it. But not forever. Feel like that? Yeah, not forever, for sure. And I guess, and the the question is, is it worth is it worth the potential bad feelings to acknowledge your? I think that's the question. love truth. I think you have to like analyze the situation. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I think that I I crush a little too easily. I think you said that I before. I do, but I, I don't know what I I challenge that. Like, what what does that mean? Like, you have an open heart. You have like the. Like how that I I just feel like that's an ad, I I personally feel that that's an admirable quality. Oh well, that's maybe it is an admirable admirable quality. Like I like most of the people I meet, um, and sometimes I think like liking like very easily turns into a crush. Yeah. Yeah, I on our like one of our first dates, I said to Nicolette. I said to Nicolette that I wanted to be in an open relationship because, quote, I f- am falling in love with people every day <laughs> on the subway, Aww. on the street. Uh-huh. I guess I I'm think... The, no, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like, see someone on the subway and, like, I immediately think of, um, you know, like, I'm going to marry that person. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I don't know. It just I'm makes crazy. life... I, I, to even today, I like was scoping out my subway. I was like, okay, so like if this breaks down, who is the person who's going to be my like broken down subway romance? That's just being prepared. You never know what's going to happen. You never in know. The New York City subway. Yeah. No. And like just being prepared. Being and, smart. and I was then you think too, like, okay, like do, if there's no one in this car, mm-hmm. like how many cars will I have to walk through before I find that person? And like, how embarrassing. Wait, so who was it? Did uh, you, did yeah, you, I, you know, it was this, it was, you know, it was this, I was surprised who it was. Okay. It was, you know, like a girl, like a, you know, young woman, uh, seemed to be going, like she could be going to her job at like the, I imagined like the, the Latin America library, you know, like that. <laughs> she was a librarian, you think? Well, you know, or she just knows? was like a, a li- library administrator. She was like a li- you know, she like, she was cute, mm-hmm. dressed very conservatively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perhaps some sort of, uh, you know, uh, what is the proper term to say? Latino, Latina, Hispanic. One of them is like real bad and like acknowledges colonialism. I didn't oh, click on I that actually... article. <laughs> there was like an you article. Just read the title. I was like, uh-oh, um, like don't say this. I actually, I have no idea. And people. now you've made me afraid to even I know. try to we're gonna, say. We're going to we'll, look it up. Yeah, we'll look Let it up, us yeah. know if, yeah, at if you Cozy Zones. In, at Cozy Zone. What's the email address? Uh, it's just my email, ben at smashtype.com. Ben, ben at smashtype.com. Uh, let me know about right which... In. You're going to get so many emails. I don't. I don't. I don't. This, this, it's a far-reaching podcast. We haven't, we haven't gotten that to that point yet. But someday. <laughs> someday Mark yeah. Marin, if you're listening, I'd love mm-hmm. to... 
Go to the Cozy Zone. Is it your garage? Mark, come on, Mark Marin. Where you do all of your podcasts? Probably not. There's probably some secret cozy spot that you don't you don't let us into. You let us into so much, but there's I I he's got to have a I, cozy there's spot. something there's mm-hmm. some place. Maybe it's in New York. I think he likes to smoke cigars. Anyway, Maybe like a cigar bar somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Mark Marin may have gotten Obama. But you got Erica Ryan. I did get Erica Ryan. This so. is this is going very well. It's I yeah I think so. Yeah, I think so. You were saying you were nervous. I think before we started recording that like you wouldn't have anything interesting to say or yeah yeah that's totally what I. But felt. that's not. It's just like the thing about people is. They're all, They're all interesting. interesting. And, like, we, we make art. <laughs> I don't, is that true? Yes. I mean, okay. I, I think so. Okay. I mean, there, you have to, like, find it, right? right? You have to, like... You have to push it out of them, Push maybe. it out of them. But, like, you know, we, we watch all sorts of different fictional characters because they are parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, I assure you that a stranger listening to this is going to relate a lot to what you're saying like mm-hmm. human beings are relatable inherently mm-hmm. and maybe that's another like sort of mission or like uh, a theory that i have i actually feel like um I, it it made me less i've listened to like a lot of your cozy zones not all of them mm. um but it i genuinely have found every single one interesting and that actually made me feel a lot better yeah. because it did it did make me realize that it's just you know, you can't. It is what it is. Like it it's is kind of fascinating to listen to anyone. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, genuinely excited and curious, and like, I am. It's part of my like. I need this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is urgent for me. Like, I need mm-hmm. to stop feeling like I live in a like the bowels of a monster. <laughs> called New York City. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's you beautiful. You have a very fraught relationship with New York City. Uh, yeah, man. I just celebrated. This is 12 years. Wow. 12 years. 12 in years. Like, late August. I'm about to celebrate um, uh, seven years. Wow. November 1st. That's, seven years. That's amazing. Yeah. So not, I'm not quite there. But, no, but... Um, I don't admirable. Feel like, I don't feel like I do have a fraught relationship with New York. You just love it unconditionally? I, just love, I love it unconditionally a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, it feels right. Um, I like, I kind of, I don't know, I like it when New York City's hard. I like it when it's not hard. I, I like it. For me... I was a very young man when I moved to New York City. That's true. You and were. I and I came with the expectation that this beast would shit me out like pretty quickly. You know what I mean? I wouldn't agree with the system of the beast and it would shit me out. So you would like you would be done. Like you would Yeah, leave. like it would be like this is fucked and too much. I'm so gone. So you came into it feeling That's that what way. I that's what was like my wow. underlying expectation. Okay. And I've always been waiting for that mm-hmm. and I'm still Mm-hmm. Still waiting for that. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, I know everybody and it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not going anywhere. And I don't know. I still like, I, I get like magical New York City moments probably at least once a day. Tell me, tell me about some of your favorite magical New York City um, moments. They're not even profound really. Um, I don't, I don't care. Every, every day uh, taking the Q train to work, going over the Manhattan Bridge and just like seeing the city is a magical moment to me. Um, sometimes it's just like walking down the street. Um, 
I think that like I always wanted to be in New York in New York I I never I visited New York once with my choir in in uh I think I was in ninth grade um and that was that was it and then I moved here when I was like 24 23 24 um, so I didn't have like, I, I just always knew I wanted to be here, but the only idea I had of New York city was basically from like film and from TV. And it was such a big part of like who I was and of what I wanted to do that I constantly just think about my life and think about what I'm doing. And even when I'm having days that I'm frustrated, I will like walk down the street and be like, holy shit, like, your 16-year-old self is really fucking proud of you right now. Like, look at, like, this is what you were dying to do. Um, You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I feel that, I thought that that feeling would go away, and it hasn't gone away. It, it's there all the time. Um, I have this, so I get, we, we work on 42nd Street, um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's a rough block. It's a really rough, it's a rough area. Yikes. It's, it's a hard place to have to come every single day. Oh my God. Um, and I used to, I tell this story all the time. Everyone that's listened to this has heard this story, even if they don't know me. Um, I used to get so <laughs> infuriated, um, about, so there's, there's a McDonald's with a really bright light up sign. And the tourists will stop right in the middle of the sidewalk and they will take photos of the McDonald's. And it used to make me so mad because I'm like late to work always, of course. Um, and I'm like trying to get to work and there are people in my way taking pictures of the McDonald's. And it made me so mad. And then I was, I was home in Colorado one time and I was looking through old photos of my trip to New York in ninth grade. And sure enough, there is a photo of the McDonald's, that McDonald's. And I was like, you know what, Erica? Like, fuck you. Like, you these people, photo. I took that photo. Yeah. I took that photo. Like, these people are like so excited to be here and are like having this moment that like you like died to have like you just just let it be like you live somewhere that people want to be and that's a really exciting thing and not a lot of people can say that so this is very important for me this mm-hmm. is the very important like i'm gonna Good. listen to this. Is this is this therapy for you this is just, therapy like, listen for to me it. you should just like put this on a loop and as soon as you get off the train you should just listen to this part of this cozy zone no i mean this whole this whole cozy zone has been very useful for my mind and heart. Good. Good. Um, oh no, I had a, I had a question. Mm-hmm. We haven't we haven't sexified arts admin. <laughs> um, I think we have just by merely existing. Well, certainly. Obviously. But I don't know. I feel like. I, how I'm, how does one how does one sexify well, here's, arts here's admin? Here's what I wanna. I so. When you think of arts admin, let's like when like have, did you ever hear of arts admin? When was the first time you, like, considered what it was or, like, thought about um, what it was? Probably, oh. There were the people who worked at First Stage Theater Academy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, like, I knew uh-huh. them, but I didn't really think uh-huh. about. What a beautiful space, First oh, Stage Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, for all the listeners out there. Ben yeah. and I, we went to a conference. In Milwaukee, my in hometown. In Milwaukee, Ben's hometown. And we, it was actually. We it, presented. We did present. We uh, we did a good job, I think. Um 
And it was so cool because we, me and our other coworker who was with us. Carolyn. CCF. Carolyn. Carolyn Sharpie Fagan. CCF. Um, Carolyn, you've got to be on the Cozy Zone, Carolyn. You do. You've got to be on the Cozy Zone. Not, I want to hear it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. I want to hear it. Um, so Carolyn and I were basically privy to the Ben Weber origin story tour. Um, and it was it was just like, you know, I I feel like I learned so much about you. Um, I like I just I it was just beautiful to like be able. We like spent a lot of time with your parents. They're lovely. They made us care packages. It, it, your mo- it was it was amazing. They um, were very sweet to you too and me. They yeah, they were so so sweet. Ben took us to um we like skipped stones on Lake Michigan. Um he gave us he gave us the full tour and it was it was really beautiful. I for, I forgot why we started talking about this. I feel like I interrupted you on something. Well, it was about arts admin. It was about arts admin. Oh, oh, and so you were stage. saying first stage. So we we hung out with a lot of people from first stage, which it was so cool because they all remembered Ben and like Ben as a young I man. Nine. I was nine yeah. when I started there. Yeah, but you made you made an impression on them. I guess for sure. so. Yeah, I went yeah. to New York and it became an arts administrator. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something so like what you were saying. About the people who make art happen, mm-hmm. like I think there, there, there's just all of these destructive myths that that plague our society mm-hmm. about relationships, about artists, about uh, all sorts of mm-hmm. shit. Well, there's a lot of. I feel like there's just like a lot of like fucked up ideas about like what it means to be an artist yeah. and like failing as an artist. Yeah, um, and that anyone that. Um, and like is in like once considered themselves an artist and is now doing something else is has it's, failed has in some failed ways. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but no I mean th- that's not true I mean mm-hmm. I think it our society is not designed to foster artists sustainably no. like you have to be fucking crazy yeah to to succeed yeah you have to be you have mm-hmm. to be just willing to throw it all away. You have to be willing to do, I mean, I don't know, To I, it feels like you have to be willing to do whatever it takes, which is not how it should be. No. You should no. be given space and resources to play and experiment and, mm-hmm. and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, idea of an artist, you know, it's so, like, silly that it's, there's, like, one path to being an artist. Yeah. Because the whole idea of being an artist is, like... Do what you do, yeah. you know, like and do it poetically. Yeah, exactly. Do it with poetry, and that—that that is what I want to talk about with arts admin. Mm-hmm. So, there's a, a one of my lovely collaborators in life, Todd Shalom, runs Elastic City, mm-hmm. uh, which is an organization that that makes walks, uh, participatory rock walks around New York City and and beyond internationally, and I I feel that. Todd is actually a really big inspiration to what an arts administrator can be because he is a he's a poet by training uh, and a performance artist and a sculptor a sculptor and he is always thinking about like you know well how can I make this 
administrative task more poetic? Like, how can I name these file folders in a way <laughs> that... I love that. Yeah, that, it, that, that you know, mm-hmm. uh, evokes the most beauty. Mm-hmm. And, like, what is my color... You know, how do I color code mm-hmm. these things? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, like... I, I feel like Erica Atkins does this. I yeah. feel like you do this. We, yeah, we, all, I think we all do it. We all yeah. imbue our administrative tasks with such pride mm-hmm. and precision mm-hmm. and rigor and mm-hmm. frank and fun yeah. and artfulness. And like creating something that's like effective and high quality. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like some of the times I feel most successful, like if I think back to times I feel successful as an artist, some, a lot of it is like administrative. Yeah. A lot of it is like creating something or like solving a problem Absolutely. collaboratively. You get to in be, a really great way. You get to be a stage manager. You get mm-hmm. to be a director, a mm-hmm. producer, a dramaturg. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, these these are. I mean, I'm thinking about you know our curriculum development process. Yeah. Like you know today, uh, so we have a team of five. Uh, for teaching artists and me mm-hmm. and my, uh, you know the, the two pairs of teaching artists did a thing and I was there basically as stage manager mm-hmm. you had a you had a great team oh yeah That's such a fun oh, team oh my god yeah. I know uh, Jamie Roach Jamie Roach yeah, Marisol Jamie Roach. WT Billy Jamie Roach uh, episode 23 I think I still need to listen to Jamie Roach very good yeah. Jamie um, Roach and I are kind of doing a show together right now. Oh, right. Are yeah. you doing the, the the choir show? You have to tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. I, all I want to say is it felt really satisfying to be support for them. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel less than. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I contributed conceptually mm-hmm. and helped shape. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is that where we work... Uh, we are encouraged and sort of required to be artists in every aspect of what we do. Yes. And sometimes it is very artistic work, um, like curriculum development, like, you know, we write, um, writing activities, like you create, you know, creating lobby, lobby displays, et cetera. Um, But sometimes, sometimes it's, it's other things that aren't necessarily considered artistic, but I think where we work is like very good at saying you are an artist and we value you for that. And we think you are good at these things because you are an artist. And I actually think it's a problem. I think it's something that should happen more places. Um, I think we have to like maybe fight for that to happen because I think it's very rare that people that are working in arts administration are given are given that uh, permission to be an artist and to express themselves as artists. You know what that made me think of? A potential face-to-face oh. session proposal. Should we should the, we propose something to face-to-face? The poetics of arts administration. We should do it. Why not? Oh, I wasn't going to do anything for face-to-face this year. I mean... It's we due in do a it. week. Yeah, they're crazy over there. It is. Well, I'm. I'm They'll I'll, extend I'll, it. I'll think about it. Okay. Yeah, we'll extend it. That's great. Who's that, applied? I, yeah, I don't know. Nobody. It's such a busy time. Why would they do? Why? <laughs> it's what such a busy thinking? time. You you presented face to face last year. I did. It yeah, high, it, it was, it was nice. Quality, it was fun. Yeah. But I I haven't gotten my. Uh, my feedback yet? <laughs> Your feedback yet? Stacy Bone Gleason. <laughs> Stacy, are you listening? If you're listening. If you're listening. Where's that feedback? Yeah. It's going to be... Let me know. It's going to be so positive. 
I hope, yeah, I hope so. I mean, Manny, you, you and Renata. Like, and Manny. What is he? And Manny. <gasps> Manny's going to oh, be in Manny. the office tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Oh my He's going to come to the office. Oh, my God. It's exciting. We love you, Manny. What show are you in? Oh, so um, so there's a show at uh, Playwrights Horizons right now. It's called The Christians. Mm. Um, it's a really cool show, but uh, it so there's a choir in it. It basically takes place in a church. Um, and it's a rotating choir. So they basically recruited 150 people to be part of this choir. And then 20 of them perform each night. Cause it's a, you know, it's like an eight, eight show a week thing. Wow. Um, so, uh, I'm performing, uh, Friday nights and some Saturday, Sunday matinees, um, in this choir. And it's, a it's really, really fun. Um, it's a really cool play, too. It's a play that um, you it makes you think about religion in a, in a way that's not mocking, which I think happens a lot with, uh, I mean, we live in a place where religion, I would say, probably isn't valued so much um, and is mocked quite a bit. Um, it's not mocking, but it's also very thoughtful and asks a lot of questions. Um, it's a really, really cool play. But yeah, we're singing like, you know, we're a church choir. That's awesome. It's great, yeah. Cool. Jamie Roach is doing it too, but we're not performing on any of the same nights. Bummer. Wah, wah. Bummer. I know, it's very sad. Well, Erica, you know, the reason I asked you here tonight Mm -hmm. or asked you to you know be in this cozy zone is really for me a cozy zone is a place to dream and fantasize about you know what art can be Mm -hmm. and how to blend art and Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. and I'm actually uh, an emissary for this foundation called the cozy zone foundation oh my gosh I've never heard of it I I know (laughs) I know we don't have a lot of likes on Facebook yet but we're working on it. We're working on spreading the word. Okay. Um, there are, it's just, there like, there are so many millionaires and a few billionaires who are part of the board. Like, mm-hmm. maybe a billion millionaires. A billion millionaires? Yeah. Do, wow. I didn't realize there were that many millionaires in yeah, the world. Yeah, there are. There's, so huh. there's like, what, six billion people? Uh-huh. A, and sixth, a, a sixth, a sixth of the world's population is our our millionaires. Oh, interesting! I don't know if that checks out. One percent. I'll take your word for 1% it. One percent <laughs> is a billion people. I think one percent okay. of six. Okay. Anyway. I mean, I'm not. Go- I'm. I'm. You know, math's not my strong point. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Uh huh. Um, and they, they, their charter for us is. Uh, they want to see high quality collaborative art projects, Great. and they're willing to. To, fun, pay to pay anything they want wow. to make these collaborative art projects come to life. And I, we have the opportunity now to devise an art project. Okay. I guess I should say that we are the co-directors, co-directors of a choir. We are, an a cappella group. That we apparently we can't say the name of. Uh, yeah, I guess not because it's a really good name. It's a great name, and it would, but it would give away where we work. Yeah, I, there has to be like a code name. Um, uh-huh. uh, we'll just say that tunes is in the, the name. The tunes. It's a very good pun, and tunes is in the name. And a number. Yeah, and I I have to say that like. I, I'm, like, so happy that Ben made this acapella group happen because um, it, 
I'm I'm good at like having like big dreams of like this would be really fun but it scares me a little bit to make them happen and Ben when Ben started working where we work he took me out to lunch and he was like let's do this and he he was like very committed to actually making it happen and it pushed me to also actually make it happen and it's you know it's it's been a little it's been a there's been a lull it's up and down it's super busy it's super busy But, like, I want it to happen, mm-hmm. and, like, people are asking about mm-hmm. it, and it's fun when mm-hmm. it happens. And we yeah. we talked about having section leaders and yep. delegating. We and had a little retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Carolyn left Milwaukee. But, you know, I, I think it's not dead. It's yeah. It's not dead. But, so, anyway, we're, so we have a track record of, of, of producing together, collaborative yeah. work. Yeah. Um, well, God... There, there's so many things this could be, but I mean, maybe, maybe it's like about arts admin. Maybe, oh God. What is your What is your favorite aspect of being an arts administrator? Oh, like, boy. Um, my favorite aspect of being an arts administrator. Is probably um, just like seeing, you know, the fruits of my labor. Like seeing, right. you know, seeing like 500 kids in a theater and knowing that I made that happen. You did or make seeing, that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I find like a, sort of a, on a smaller scale, like I love when I like I've had to create a lot of like folders for board members uh-huh. in my tenure as an uh-huh. arts administrator. I oh, come have from you? I'm a like a development. Oh, that's guy. right. Yeah. Uh, and so like I've been a development assistant mm-hmm. for many years, mm-hmm. and so it's really great when like for a board meeting. I love preparing for board meetings. Actually, really? yeah. Why? And, like, Why is that? Because you make these folders, and it's like people. It's just like. These folders are crazy, and like mm-hmm. everyone's just like, "Well, when are we gonna put the finance reports in the thing?" And we gotta get these edits in these reports, and people are freaking out about these board folders. And then the board members get them, and they don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Like they're like, oh, "Yeah," they like leaf through it casually, and then they throw it away. So okay, but like for some reason, like watching like who takes their folder and like rearranging it and like making sure everyone has their folder and like slipping someone up like folder management is something that I love okay so maybe maybe our cozy zone is some sort of like uh improvish improvish type uh some sort of like command in these folders that okay. we've created. Okay. Um, and it could it could be like musical. We like could go the acapella route, or it could be like a variety of art forms. Okay. But basically, we get like a group of people in a room, and we have all these like very well put together folders okay. with all these like very specific instructions. Okay. That they have to follow that then creates some sort of like magical piece of art. Okay. This is uh, this is not dissimilar from something that uh, my my colleagues Todd and Nigel created. They uh-huh. sort of like sort of uh, they created a score for performance, like sort of in on music stands. And but yeah, I'm I think the the form of a folder is interesting. And I I guess how could we push it farther and spend mm-hmm. more money? Oh, we, yeah, we've got to spend more money. Yeah. Um. But like maybe it's like a. 
maybe it's like a a scavenger hunt okay. of sorts. Okay. So maybe there are just like multiple folders in multiple places throughout the city, throughout yeah. the country, throughout the world. Who knows? And it basically takes you on this multi-part scavenger hunt where you have to perform different pieces of art in different places. Okay, okay. And somehow that comes together at the end with everyone in the same place collaboratively performing something. Okay, okay. So I'm picturing like very stylizedly dressed like delivery people. (laughs) <laughs> who, who like deliver okay. your like dossier okay. or like art dossier to your group, right? Okay, so yep. groups all over the world are participating mm-hmm. in this, right? And mm-hmm. on a certain day, uh, the like you know someone dressed in like a like a white suit and you know or, or like a beautiful black dress or something, you know. Uh huh. They come and they they deliver you your your set of folders, mm-hmm. not dissimilar from like how like state tests are delivered to <laughs> to schools. Only a lot Aww, more elegant, a right? Lot more ele- yeah, a lot. Yeah, for well, I think that this could be on like a massive scale. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the idea of like just like making things with people and how that is like what I like to do. Um, I think that this could be on a scale where, like, literally the entire world is making art together at some point. Like, there are enough people who get enough folders throughout the world and that they are involving enough people in their community and that it becomes such a big deal that it, you know, like, like social media blows up with, oh, my God, this, like, crazy art is happening here and here and here and here. I think that this okay. this is world peace. Okay. Okay. I mean, if we're thinking big, if we're thinking, uh, no, no. If we're thinking like Cozy Zone Foundation, the billion millionaires, we could we could make this happen. Absolutely. With that amount of money. So so what this requires though is is the utmost clarity and simplicity. Right. And a hashtag. And a hashtag. Hashtag. Um, and what are we like? And what are we making? And like, but I, I totally hear like, there's an invitation. Like you're, you're like, it's an invitation. Like you receive like a some an invitation, like art you invitation. Receive a letter by yeah. owl. By owl, <laughs> or by you know, or person. by the person, the person. Well, yeah, but in or the owl or um, anything. Yeah. Well, I think that it's got to be some sort of. V- a prompt that's like specific enough to uh, make it meaningful, but is vague enough to allow like different people from different parts of the world to contribute in a um, like interesting and meaningful way based on where they live and who they are. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like what I would if everyone on the world did blank the world would be a better place for me like the first word that came to my mind was listen oh interesting and how do you perform listening Listening. like you record people Mm -hmm. you you have i mean because we would want like videos and we would want like but the performance itself would should have some sort of 
like value and should be interesting and should be easy to execute. Well, the first word that came to my mind was singing. Singing. So I think that okay. singing together brings people together. Um, but I like listening too. But you have to listen to sing. You do. To sing as an ensemble, you absolutely you have, have to, to listen. listen. Hmm. So maybe it's some sort of song. How's that risotto ball? Really good. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to take a cozy zone break for Wait. um the bathroom? Yeah. Do you want do you need uh shall yeah. we shall we take a little yeah. a word from our sponsor? Let's take a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Stay with us, friends. <laughs> I want to give a shout out right now uh to Dennis and Norma. Yeah, we made some new friends. Some cozy zone friends. Oh yeah. Hi. Hi there. <laughs> Um, They're so, also um, working arts admin. Yes, and they've they've been listening to our conversation. And they're artists. And they're artists. Yeah. Who who work in arts admin and who uh, validate that that you can be sexy in both of those vocations. Exactly. Uh, can I? I I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna break the fourth wall. So Norma, what what is your your artistry? Uh, I'm primarily a poet, but I also do interdisciplinary performance art. What does that look like? What does that look like, interdisciplinary performance art? Well, basically, I depart from lyrical poetry, um, but then I make relationships with visual art and music um, and theater. So I've done sound painting, a lot of uh, collaboration with musicians, and um, some visual artists as well, like responding to visual art and music. Awesome. You sound like our kind of person. Yeah, this is so exciting and lovely. And you run uh, a writer's workshop. What's it what's it called? Let's let's shout it out. Okay, shout out to Cambridge Writers Workshop. Um, and yeah, I am Diana Norma Sokoyai, um, artistic director, and we run uh, writing retreats. This past summer, we did Paris and Granada, and we have Newport coming up next year and um, Europe again. So, yeah. Uh, and how do, how do I get involved in these, these retreats? You can uh, visit our website, um, cambridgewritersworkshop.org, O-R-G, um, and there are a host of uh, free literary events that we do as well. Like we're participating in Brooklyn Book Festival. Uh, we have a reading coming up on September 20th at Much More is at 8 p.m. Um, and it's going to have some of the most exciting um, literary voices, emerging uh, writers, as well as some established writers. Um, and so, yeah, 8 p.m. at Much More is on September 20th. And um, we also do like literary salons and. Um, sometimes weekend retreats at yoga studios in New York but so just check us out on the web Norma thank you so much and and you said to me you confided in me that uh, Sycamore is one of your cozy zones as well is that true yes it is true Um, when I first moved here um, about five years ago this was my first hang and I thought it was really cool um years ago you could also see music here downstairs and there used to be a lot less people in this backyard um and it was just really chill always and it still is it's gone through a few new renovations but you always find interesting people here 
You used to be able to grill your own vegetables. You could bring your own like corn on the cob and grill it, or your own sausages and make your own food. Now they have vendors come. Yeah. It's still pretty chill because you can bring takeout and you know eat what you want, which is nice. And this is offers a lot. this is the voice of Dennis, a sax player. Uh, Dennis, so your your artistry, I think you said, is is the sax. Yes, I don't like to box myself in, but I do oh. have three degrees in saxophone. But um, <laughs> my little brother, sorry, my little brother, it, he is, um, and he's in like college right now, but he is a bassoon player. I feel like you would probably have a lot of advice for him because that's what he wants to do. Anyways, back to Dennis. Yes, learn another instrument besides bassoon because there's just not, you've got to branch out. So I branched out from saxophone. I also am a sound painter and conductor and interdisciplinary artist. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we produce a lot of things together, albums and, and uh, run a series in Boston every first Saturday of the month uh, in, in Boston. We moved there from there recently and uh, have some albums and artwork uh, made together. So. Uh, definitely, you know, if whatever your discipline is, you got to branch out, you know, and that's why we talk about arts admin. Yes. That we all have a responsibility to be arts administrators for ourselves and create opportunities. You can't just um, be an awesome musician anymore. That's not going to cut it. You can't. you got to branch out. Amen. Amen. Amen, Dennis. Amen. Thank you. I'm so glad we met you. Yeah, guys. it's so nice. Thank oh. you for sitting next to us. So yeah. we're we're about to get into our, our proposal here. Yeah, yeah, we're still thinking it through. Okay, so we want we want every person on earth. We want to, every person on earth to sing something? To, I yeah, I think it's like a collaborative song. Okay. Um Do you, do you know um what's his name? Uh uh, uh, the guy, Eric Whitaker. You know? Oh my God, the virtual choir. He had that virtual uh, choir, right? Where like it's everyone. So cool. Had and you know, it's interesting because I was always like so interested in how they sounded because a big part of being in a choir is, like you said earlier, it's about listening. Right. Listen. Like, even more than singing, it's really about listening. And his virtual choirs are people just singing on their own, and then he combines them after the fact. Yeah. But they sound so, like, beautiful and together. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they do yeah. that either. But and maybe, how would we do that, like, all over the world? There's, you know, limited technology. There there's, is. There you know, is. there's limited even, like, there, I mean, song repertoire. Like, how could you even begin to choose a song that, like, would meet the needs of even even in this bar, people don't want to sing the same song. I know. You're right. You're right. I, oh. I mean, it's tricky. Would it be... It's got to come down to the secret that lies in these beautifully made-up folders. Right, right, right. It's all <laughs> in the folder. They're being delivered by a person and why, like, in, in, like, a very, like, period costume. Period? Maybe not period. What just period? Just, like, elaborate. What period? <laughs> the period of and 2015. I would, all right. Well, and then you think about, like, if they look too, like, colonial, yeah. like, you're going into oh, the, like, yeah, colonized places, that. that's fucked okay, up. Okay, so maybe... Okay, maybe the collaborative song. Maybe it's not the same song, but it has to be... All right, Erica. Oh. I have an idea. Okay. All right. So let's say let's say it's uh, you're delivered this package that gives like a pitch. Like so maybe there is there we we hi, we have to hire a composer okay. to write a symphony. Great. Right? Or like an a cappella vo- a symphony for voice or okay. a choral piece. And that Maybe, how long do you think a song would be with, like, a billion notes? 
a billion notes or like that's a lot you know it's a lot yeah it would be maybe, very long but a, like a, all at once oh, oh but you could do it all at once that's so that'd be it's so hard dissonant. to listen to yeah really dissonant a mm. billion i mean like even like 12 notes at mm-hmm. once is too much it's, yeah it's a 12 tone what 12 happens scale. when you press all the key like you can't play all the sax keys at once <laughs> Can have a billion saxophone. Oh. How many saxophonists do you think there are on Earth? There's a saxoph- there are many saxophones, uh, a saxophonist in China. I saw this. If you go on YouTube, you can see an entire orchestra of saxophonists. They replaced every instrument with saxophone. So, you know, but if you had everybody that plays a musical instrument on the planet play it once, that's a billion people, I bet. That's true. Mm-hmm. I guess my my I, I like that a lot. My idea was that like you get like you somehow record uh, all the notes that you need from yeah. like everyone on Earth. Yeah. And then you use that recording to create to create like yeah. this piece. So it is kind of like the virtual choir. It is. Um, it's just like much more international and and, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. segmented. Exactly. Exactly. Which. Creative Commons license. Yeah, right. A billion people to sign. Right. We would need we would need our lawyers on this. Yeah, we would definitely need our lawyers. But, but we have a lot of money. We have a ton. We, we have, have a lot of money. Billion millionaires. Yeah, or, they probably have a lot of yeah. lawyers. And I think that like I don't know. I I, I think we've got something here. I really do. Uh, a thousand, like a lot of sack. Like, do you think so? It is it. I I'm worried about. I'm worried. I have a lot of like colonizer guilt. Okay. You know so what you're I mean? Worried about like. Us like I'm like, hey, being, like hey, like rural Senegal. Like, uh-huh. we need you to to record your music into our music box. No. So so, so I think that. As, this goes back to what we talked about with our um, acapella group. Right. I think that we uh, recruit and pay because we have a lot of money. Right, right. A, you know, like, th- this is a leader. huge collaborative thing. Yeah. We, we pay um, a representative in every area that is going to do this to make sure that, to, to, to make it happen. Right. So, so we have, not, like, yeah, we not, have... Yeah. We have like magistrates. We have local, we have, like yep. local representatives. Yeah. And then, so yeah, so there's a there's a structure to make mm-hmm. this happen. Mm-hmm. And are like, do you feel okay about collecting single notes? I think it has to be like a phrase or a. Mm. I want like we've we've talked about what the art form is. Yeah. I want to know what the. Object, like the context of it is or like what we're trying to say I want I want the world to listen to each other like I want so so maybe it's a phrase about maybe it's something that uh, uh, you feel needs to be heard or something that you are proud of that you want to share with the rest of the world or something that you love or appreciate about people other than yourself. Like, it could be a lot of different things. Right. But on pitch or no? Like, these are, like, these would be, like, text. These would be text things you would collect, yeah? No, but I text that is then set to music. I see. And then I think there's, like, a, you know... 
there's someone that puts that all together. So, I mean, how many countries are there in the world? Like two over, a little over 200 countries? I think it's around that, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, man, oh. this is so nice. Nice. I just got a note. We just got a little note. We're going to read this note. Yeah, uh, note from Norma. Great ideas, cool show. Check out the rest online. Got to go. It was so to nice see our to friends. meet you. Thank you, Norma. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. So nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, Cozy Zone with Ben Weber on iTunes. It's great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. All right. See you next time. This feels like a very true Cozy Zone to me right now. Yeah, this is... Very, you know, like, it's great to talk to you. Like, great to meet people that I didn't know before. Yeah. Like, so lovely, so nice. So nice. They love Sycamore. Yeah. Sycamore is great. That's why Sycamore is the best. (laughs) Q best, trains coming. Hashtag best cozy zone. Best cozy zone. Uh-huh. It's gotten quite crowded since we got here. Yeah, um, yeah, but but I think all the a lot of the same people are here. Yeah, uh, no, a lot of people. Lot um, of people. Adam and Sam are these people next oh, to us. Yeah, 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 next to us. I yeah. didn't meet Sam. I met Adam. Uh, that's okay. all right. We, we on our way out. Okay, perfect. Okay, so okay, you were you had a lot of good ideas about like what the content mm-hmm. of the song would be. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, and not all voices on earth are created equal, right? You know, that's a. I mean, they are. I mean, you know, we want that to be true, but, but like, it's, oh yeah, it's not. True. It's yeah. not true. Well, we want we want this project to uh, try to make that a reality, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know, it's gotta be the content. That's, that's the key, it's the content. And is it, I mean, I guess lyrics are, like, I have such a hard time listening to lyrics. Do you, yeah, no, I feel the, I feel the same way. I wonder, I wonder if it's some sort of like chant or mantra or it's some sort of ecstatic uh, thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, just something you say. Like, like, what is your mantra, mm-hmm. world? So, so maybe it's it's a mantra that is shared. So it's a mantra. I don't know who creates this mantra. Um, that's, that's sort of a loaded question. Well, I want, right. And I wonder, I wonder, I mean, this is what we would talk to our local delegates about. Right. So I think there'd be like a big, like voting process. There'd be, there'd be like a Congress. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a mantra, but what is actually specific to the region is the way you choose to, uh, melodicize this mantra and presumably so a mantra is like it's just one phrase that you loop uh-huh. and so you're getting probably hundreds of thousands of loops that you can probably like sort by I don't know whatever you can sort and like manipulate and put next to each other and sort of fold in this quilt yeah, I like the I like that. I like it. I yeah. want to do that. Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Then what's so? What's the final product though? 
It's a piece. It's, it's a, a piece. It's a piece of music. It's a piece of music. Yeah. And how do we share this piece of music? Uh, well, I mean, the internet, there's probably concerts, there's probably installations. Right. We probably send it, you know, to... Right. I, I, to our local affiliates. I'm, I'm doubtful that we're going to get everyone on Earth. You know, there's wars and stuff, and, like, mm. people are busy. But we're going to try. We're going to try, gonna certainly. Tr- I, we've got, you know, that's going to require... That's going to require some skillful arts admin. Absolutely. Um, You're absolutely some skillful right. skillful and, like, really, really on-point arts admin. Yeah. And we've, we've got that down. We, we know the people that can make that happen. Yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. We don't know all of them. We don't know all of them. But we know a lot of them. We know a lot of them, yeah. And we would sort of do it country by country. Uh-huh. Like America, like America's mantra would be really beautiful. What would America's mantra be? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, it would no, be the different. the same. The mantra's the same. Is it's, it? Yeah, I think so. It's the it's the melody that's different. Oh, I see. I would yeah. even say that the text of the mantra could be different. Oh, okay. Based on, the mantra and the melody could be different based on the particular the region. Interesting. Similar to Courtney's, but not similar. I haven't listened to Courtney's yet well, either. Sorry, Courtney. I will soon. No, that's all right. I, oh, yeah, because you told me a little bit about it's it. It's a though. dance. It's dance-based. Dance. But different. It's it's very okay. different. But, like, you know, why not? I mean, if you have all these resources, why not reach for to hug the world? Yeah, you know? re- yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, unlimited resources, absolutely it's going to reach everyone in the world. So what do we call this? We call it... Hashtag hug the world. <laughs> hashtag hug the world. It's got to be a hashtag. That's how we're going to get people on board. Right. But it's, you know, mantras. Hashtag listen to the world. It's about listening. Listen. But then think of all the different languages, right? Mm-hmm. Ecoute. Uh, oh, you're right. Escuchar. It, can't be, it can't just be English. Escucha. What language? Uh, I don't know what language that is. Écoute is French. Écoute. Escuch something. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag. Listen. My my friend Lisa Lacasio and I went to a smashing or a, a Billy Corgan concert. Oh. In Chicago. Okay. Uh, Recently? Were you in Chicago? No, no. This was many years ago. And she wrote me a letter quoting this this night recently, and that's why I think of it. But there was a... Letters. She wrote you letters? That's lovely. She's an author, and she's, she's, you know, she's a lovely person. But there was a point in the concert where Billy Corgan was, like, saying, like, doing this riff where he'd be like, Listen, and then he'd like look away and like do something on the guitar for a second, and then go, listen, and then he'd go back, and it, and he did this for like 15 minutes, just saying listen, which was fabulous and hilarious. I don't think I don't think our title can be language based. I think our title has to be, it has to be um. music. Because we can't, 
We haven't done a lot of cozy zone based ones. What what is hashtag hashtag? Is it a hashtag? Uh, what hashtag, hashtag. what's a what's a like piece of punctuation like hashtag at sign? God no. No. It sort of looks like an ear. Mm-hmm. The at ahobas in French. Hashtag. I don't I don't know. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Um, write in, write in, tell us what the name of our... No, 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 we have to come up with it. <laughs> we have to come up with it. I'm eating all these rice balls. Go ahead, eat them. Eat them. Um, maybe it's just hashtag, period. No. Hashtag that's period? It. Not period, just like hashtag, that's Everyone's it. I'm curious what you guys are recording. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh we're, there's a podcast? It's a podcast. It's uh, called Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. I'm Ben Weber. This is Erica Reinch. Okay. Hey. I hope I'm not interrupting. Oh, no, no. No. No, we're... I'm a big... I don't, I don't want to interrupt. No, no. Erica. No. Nice to meet you. I'm a podcast fanatic. Oh, my God. What's your name? I'm Andrew. Should we go Andrew. over everything that I listen to? Oh, totally. Uh, probably. We're trying, to, we're trying to figure out a name of a project. So, imagine, imagine uh, a music project in which... We are striving to to get a, a recorded mantra from like all corners of the earth, mm-hmm. okay. and then ultimately weaving together these mantras into a, a giant musical composition. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're trying to figure out what the name of this project would be. That's that's our this task. Me, that's are our you task. crowdsourcing to your listeners? We're not. No, we're, we're just not. no. We, we like need to come. We up need with to come it. up. Yeah. It's just yeah. But we're yeah. crowdsourcing. We're like we're like. Analogly crowdsourcing now mm-hmm. because oh. he, like this is exciting. Yeah, we'd love to crowdsource to yeah. you. Well, you could come up with like a, a buzzy type of like stupid thing that would come from like an Edelman giant corporation. Something that would I don't be even easy. know. I don't know what that is. Edelman is a PR firm, and you could come up with like a buzzy like hashtag brand type of word. Well, we were thinking that, they that would it was pitch to you. And it'd be one word that wouldn't really have to do with anything. It would be like, I have to think. Yeah, no. This is why I, I don't work it out. The hard thing is well, that we want this. We want this to be like a worldwide thing. So using any sort of language, like language is, is tricky because we so want to everyone new, to be a part of it. Numerical values. Oh, in numbers. some capacity, you'd have to approach science and math, right? You'd have to use the universal language. Or just music. Or just music, but it's hard to, you can't like write down just music. B flat? That, uh, no. <laughs> well, so much of music is numeric. Do you guys play instruments? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little. We sing, we're singers. Uh-huh. Okay, I was a percussionist for so long, and cool. so much of percussion is math. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there. I mm-hmm. hope I've added mm-hmm. to the conversation you have yeah, yeah. Way, I think it's really Thank cool you. that you guys are recording here that's like very exciting and <laughs> oh, makes so, me happy to so live so the idea this is Ben's podcast yeah, yeah. but it it's out. called it's Cozy on, Zone it's on iTunes Cozy Zone with Ben yeah. Weber and the we're idea gonna, is that he uh, right now. 
he yeah. interviews people um, in their cozy zone. So, so Sycamore is Ponca- Oh yeah, zone. this I don't. Ponca-caster. This is lovely. Oh, oh, it's phenomenal. It's, oh yeah, it's unbelievable. So it's really oh wow, visually oh very nice. All there. It's way more stable than Apple, and I'm a big. You're fan. a Radio Lab fan. Who isn't? Have you listened to the Colors episode of Radio Lab? Remind me of what goes on in the colors. So episode. in the colors episode, um, they talk about. Uh, I'm I'm going to use the wrong terminology, but they talk about all like different animals and how they see different. Um, they can see different like shades of light. So like a dog can only see like blue, green, and yellow, uh-huh. whereas a human can be, see something. And then like mantis shrimp can see the most cones of light of okay. like any creature. Um, but I'm on that episode. Um, I, no. Yeah, yeah. I used to be in a choir, and they, they like, did this brilliant thing where they wanted to basically, like, associate light with sound. Yeah. So they came to our choir rehearsal, and they oh recorded God. us singing different pitches to, like, make people understand, like, the different shades of light that different animals can see. That's it was amazing. so cool, yeah. Was that the one with, um, they had an amazing one about... Uh, it was a sea creature who had eyes and vision that was a million times yeah, better the than the mantis it. shrimp. Yes, the yep. mantis shrimp. Yeah, that episode is amazing. Yeah, that's the one. That's that the episode one. is amazing. Yeah. And we sang the Hallelujah chorus with like mantis shrimp in it. Yes, yeah. yes, that I know was, the episode. Yeah, yes. that's my choir. We're, and then they—I remember when they crowdsourced a choir to do the football episode. Oh yeah, in I, the Karen I listened Park. to that one. Were you in that choir no, too? No, 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 I wasn't. I no, wasn't, I. Yeah. Ja- uh, Chad and Rob are amazing. They're great, yeah. They are legends. Anyway, I wish you guys the best of luck. So nice to meet you. Yeah. So nice to meet you. Thanks, man. Look forward to, if this doesn't get edited out, I wish you guys the best of luck. It it will not. (laughs) It it, it never does. Come back here more and do this often. (laughs) Yeah, man. The the Sycamore Sessions. Oh, my God, Ben. We've become like a celebrity in this bar. I guess so. All right. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if know. Andrew really helped. I'm sorry. Uh, you'll hear this later. But no, you. It was you. You made me feel great about myself. But yeah. no, I don't think nice you. Talking to Andrew. you I, Edelman is not the yeah. direction we're going. I'm gonna have to Google that. But uh, I wonder if uh, so numbers zero one uh, two three maybe it's one hashtag one number one. Great. Is that it? Yeah. Hashtag one. Hashtag one. Aren't I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's maybe a Hashtag little confusing. Whatever. Hashtag one. <laughs> done. One. Done. Good. One. 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 Good. One. We've done it. Great. Cozy Zone Foundation. Cozy Zone. Uh, we, um, we. I really hope that you'll fund this. We yeah. think it's important. I, it is we important. We think that it's um, so collaborative. We think that we can reach everyone in the world everyone. with your support. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everyone. One. Yeah. Hashtag one. Hashtag one. Nice. Good. Done. Hashtag one. So, so Andrew actually helped us quite a bit. Oh he yeah. Made us think about numbers. Oh, I know. He did help us. He did help us. He and he also showed the power of the podcast. Like I guess podcast. Podcast. I don't know what he. I don't know what podcast. he used, but it it, it it looked really lovely. It did look really. I lovely. liked it. Yeah. I love. I've been very into podcasts recently, yeah. including the Cozy Zone. I've been listening to uh, the Gilmore Guys. Right, you've been saying. 
I don't. I have. If I'll never. If anyone's a Gilmore Girls fan, I'll never do it. It's just like these two guys that talk about every Gilmore Girls episode, and it's it's fantastic. Before we go, I I need to shout out this beautiful leaf that has been <laughs> on our table this whole time. Um, thank you, Leaf. Thank you, Leaf. Yeah, when we sat down, I was very nervous about this cozy zone. I'm still a little nervous about it. I think it. I think it's. I don't think I'll ever be able to listen to it. Oh come uh, on. We'll see. We'll see. All these crazy <laughs> guests. These these I like uh, special guests. Um, but we sat down at this bench, and there was this like beautiful leaf that had just fallen from the tree onto the table. Um. And I put it on Ben's microphone so I could stare at it the whole time we were talking. Um, it makes me realize that fall is about to be here, which is, I love fall. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, do you have any questions for me? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, well, we already went over who your dream cozy zone is. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other like? Well, so I didn't. I said Mark Maron. I said Michael Rode. I said Jan Cohen Cruz. I think my grad school instructors, uh, all of my like my teachers from undergrad, I would love to do Michael Dinwiddie, Stacy Pies, uh, Lenora Champagne. Um, I feel like the proprietors of like the businesses of New York, like. I, I like. I feel like the you know Brooklyn Brewery, uh, Brewmaster, uh, Garrett Oliver. I think his name is mm-hmm. like the owners of all these bars. Like I think what I it's like I would want to f- go to places that I love and see like who else is cozy zone. Like I would want to start from the place and see what people sort of emerge as like this is my cozy zone. Um, yeah. Are there any um, are there any like cozy zones that you like really like places that I know that like you have your cozy zone and you've talked about that. Oh, but yeah. any places in New York that you are sort of like dying to do a cozy zone in? MoMA, Storm King Art Center. Okay. Um, I would say. Oh, God. Oh, it's different now. Damn it. There's a place. It went out of business. Uh, but it, it, it used to be, it, it, call, it was called Te Adore. Or Te Adore, which is, uh, so it was a Japanese, f- like, run French restaurant that looked like this little cottage. It was on um, 13th Street mm-hmm. and University. Mm-hmm. And it was my favorite place. And it's gone. There's also a place called Penny Chocolato that's now Brad Subs, Aww. and it's gone. So there's like these these places, places I, I, that, that were don't exist that don't e- that you wish. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, I love these places so much. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, but uh, existing places. You know, I would love I would love to do a cozy zone with the president of our. Organization. Yeah, I would love to. I would love that. To that's hear a that. dream, and and the executive vice president. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I. I mean, I love the cozy zone. You know what? I really like. I really admire your sort of. So I was listening to um, 
the ones you did on Governor's Island. Oh, yeah. I have school. a lot more of those. And what I'm, like, really, really, like, a kind of jealous of that, like, you have in you is that you, you were actually, like, very, like, worried and, like, nervous about, like, going up to people and talking to them. But you, you constantly are doing things that scare you, I feel like. And you, you make them happen. Like, you don't let them stop you from doing anything. I, I feel like you do that at work. I feel like you do that, like, on the Cozy Zone. I feel like you do that in a lot of places. And that's something that um, I think is, like, very unique and very special about you. And very special about the Cozy Zone. Oh, man, Erica Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for saying so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, this was not scary. <laughs> this was a joy and I I sort of I knew it was going to be a joy. I knew it was going to be wonderful. I was surprised how uh like sort of moved and inspired and like I'm thinking about like sort of all the things that are churning around in my head at least creatively kind of in a, a new way. And I I didn't know sort of how many intersections we had in terms of our sort of internal universe. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I don't feel like we've talked about a lot of these things no. before. Despite no. the fact that we, we yeah, well, talked you, a lot and we're like, absolutely. I feel like we're close, but yeah. Yeah, but like you can't, I think, to, you know, for me, it's hard to admit weakness at work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like the best idea for like, it's not sustainable <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. be like, oh God, I'm so scared and stressed and worried. You're always kind of on. Well, right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it feels really good to, like, acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, for me, it it feels like it's getting loud. It is getting pretty loud. Uh, We have to go to work in the morning. We have to go to work in the morning. Although it's it's our last, tomorrow's our last summer Friday. Last summer Friday. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Gotta cherish it. Cherish it. Uh Um, we We end the Cozy Zone by singing. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We sure. do. I mean, and, and I've been trying to uh-huh. do it more or less for everybody. Okay. What should we? Sing? I don't know what song this bar needs, but um. Maybe we can we can we can like improv it. We can riff it. Yeah. I'll start. All right. Sycamore, 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 sycamore cozy zone at Sycamore Bar. Sycamore, sycamore, sycamore bar. We did a cozy zone. Zone. That was pretty good. That was great, Erica Reinch. <laughs> you're a professional. Thank you so much. No, thank you. This was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, see you. See you. Right when I turn off the mic, I'll still see you. See you next time. See you next zone. time. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. intimately finding our peaceful cozy zone and then he interviews friends it's awkward and then it's cozy zone 
Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing is cozy zone.